From the Tiger Cats Audio Network, this is Tiger Cats Game Day with Courtney Stephen and Mike Daly. Welcome to Tiger Cats Game Day on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. My name is Courtney Stephen. His name is Mike Daly. Mike, it is football time in the hammer. Doesn't it almost feel like a holiday, like Christmas or Thanksgiving or something? Doesn't it just doesn't it just feel good? Yeah, man. I was thinking about that this morning. I woke up and I had this little like you know, that little nerves you get before a game where you're like, ooh, I'm starting to get excited. <laughs> like that Absolutely. kind of thing. Absolutely. That's kind of where I'm at. Awesome, and it's, man. I mean, it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. Well, hey, I want to officially, on behalf of all of my partners, my teammates here at the Ticast Audio Network, I want to welcome you to the family. We've been talking ball since, you know, probably 2013, 2014. I'm talking about on on planes, on trains, in hotel lobbies, <laughs> meeting rooms. Now we get to do it. Exactly. I remember competing, sitting next to me, we were like, hey, <laughs> look how look how nice my notes are. How are your notes? And you got yeah. all this kind of stuff in there. So we finally get to bring that to the rest of Tiger Town, share that football knowledge and uh, just talk about the game. Tonight, of course, the Ticats are playing Montreal Alouettes at Tim Hortons Field, 7 p.m. kickoff. And the thing about this game is it's preseason, so there's no rings on the line. No trophies are getting handed out. Both teams, zero wins, zero losses. But the last time they met, it was the East semifinal, and Hamilton ended up winning that one, 23-12, as you would expect in the playoffs, a lot of defense in that game. It was a grind. It was a fight. But what kind of game are you expecting to see in the preseason tonight? Yeah, and and you hit it right on the head. There, you know, nobody's winning rings today. But what people are doing today is they're earning jobs. And a lot of these young guys that are looking to get some experience, they're trying to get you know, a spot on that roster. And then for the other guys, everyone that, you know, the Dane Evans, the Simone Lawrence's, the Santos, not those type of guys, they're just trying to get that rust off of the off season, right? Like there's training camp and that's, you know, you're hitting, putting pads on doing that stuff, but you and I both know there's nothing like a game. So to be able to get out there and do that, that's, that's big. Absolutely. Montreal finished the season seven and seven last year. Hamilton finished eight and six going into the 2022 season. I think every team has to believe they've got a chance to win that cup. What are some things that you look for in a team while you're in training camp? If you're on the coaching staff or if you're a veteran player, what are some signs that you're on the right team or that you guys have this stuff? I think when you start seeing people come together, right? I mean, at the beginning, a couple days in, people are going to be, you know, worried about their own play. Did I make a play? Did I have a good day? All that kind of stuff. And then as you get on through training camp, what really shows you if you got a team going is, so Courtney makes a play, and I'm right out there on the field celebrating with you, right? And you see everybody on the sideline jumping up and down because they know better than anybody that's talking in the microphone, looking over on, you know, in front of a desk, they know who they're cheering for. They know who's been putting in the work. So when you see somebody like that make a play out there and see the entire sideline get hyped for it, that's when you start to know, oh, we got something special here. 
Yeah, it's definitely that chemistry. And during training camp, there will be a lot of opportunities to build chemistry. These guys are up early in the morning. They've got meetings. They've got practice. They've got meetings. They got meals. They got meetings. <laughs> Spending a whole lot of time together, getting to know each other, getting to know that playbook. And in terms of getting to know that playbook, that's when having a veteran team pays off. You've got guys like Dane Evans, who is the undisputed starting quarterback of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, a guy who's had success in this league. He's played in two Grey Cups at this point. Um, he knows how to get the job done. You've got a ton of other people, especially on that defense, from Simone Lawrence, most tackles in Tiger Cats history, to his other two linebacker buddies, Cam Kelly, Jovan Santos Knox. They've got some great chemistry, played every single game last season together. When you have a veteran team, how much of an advantage is that in the CFL? Oh, it's huge. When you like, I mean, you even look at that entire DB crew, right? You have, you know, the second, third string guys having tons of experience. But when you have a veteran team like that, the nice thing is, is you kind of already been through the ebbs and flows of games, right? You know, if you're going to be down and fighting back for a victory so you don't really have to learn that kind of stuff because you just kind of see how other people around you are acting and then second it helps all these young guys these young americans especially that have never played this game come up and when you got people leading like dane simone those guys, kind of guys like you said i mean it, it, it's invaluable to them so now what you're doing is you're catching up all the guys that you're gonna have to thrust into some meaningful roles and to have veterans on there and not just rely on the coaches to get these guys caught up, that's huge, right? Because they're good. The vets, Dane is probably sitting in those meeting rooms with the receivers saying, Hey, no, we like to run like this. Really. And Tommy's probably looking back there going, Tommy Condell's probably like, Oh, this is easy. My coaching job's easy. Now I got all these guys. I know what they're doing. I don't have to do anything. So Tommy's probably chilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? If I know Tommy like I know Tommy, he's definitely not chilling, but he is in a different <laughs> position than starting from scratch with a bag full of rookies. There are going to be a lot of young guys competing, but at this point in the year, just off the nature of coming out of the offseason, not as many injuries. Injuries were something that did hit the offense for the Hamilton Tiger Cats in 2021. Thinking about Agent Zero himself, Braylon Addison, played only three games in 2021 after coming off a thousand yard season in 2019. He will be the one to fill the shoes. And I don't know if he's even filling the shoes. He doesn't walk in another man's shadow, but we lost another big play receiver to a, a team down the street. And I think there's a great vacancy for Braylon Addison to fill a role and it provides some explosive power on that offense in tandem with, with Dane Evans. Yeah. And I think what's pretty cool is, you know, you talk about Braylon being the thousand yard receiver and yeah, absolutely. He's a fantastic receiver, but what he does for matchup problems on that offense is incredible because he can take the ball in the backfield, do handoffs. So when you're trying to game prep as a defense, if a guy like that's on it, same thing with Poppy White. You saw that kind of down the road a little bit, which is kind of interesting to see how that's going to pan out, right? With Braylon, Poppy, everything going on in the backfield, Don being able to catch the ball of the backfield, Sean Thomas Erlington being able to catch the ball. I mean, you sit there as a defense core, imagine trying to game plan for that, saying, okay, Don is in the backfield there, but Braylon over here and Poppy over here can both run the ball, so Don's going to empty out. So what's my empty check? Oh, no. Now Braylon's coming back. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, no, Braylon's gone now. No, Poppy's here. Are you kidding me? As a defense on another team, I mean, 
shoot, we're happy to have Braylon back, Poppy, all those kind of guys. It'll be cool to see how they use them. Definitely a whole lot of options on the menu, not to mention the top draft pick, Jake Burt, who had an unfortunate injury that stopped him from getting action in 2021. He's back in the fold, somebody that a lot of people are excited to see, especially in the vacancy created by Nikola Kalinic. Um, man, I don't even know where to begin. Before I go any further, how could I not talk about the DBs? Mike, we spent <laughs> we plenty of years. Best for last. <laughs> we spent plenty years in the back end, you know, tying things together. There's two main players who I'm excited to watch in that back end. A guy like Richard Leonard, been playing in this year league, making plays for many years. He took a slight vacation, headed west. He went to the Cowtown and and he played in Calgary for one season. He's back, adding some more depth to that Tie Cats DB room. And behind the the perennial all-star now, Tunde Adelike, a guy who's playing a position we're both very familiar with. He's a bona fide playmaker in this league. But as we know, to go deep in the playoffs, to, to have a run, you need to have great depth at every position. The Ticats have extraordinary depth at DB with a guy like Stavros Kazantonis who got in and played in the playoffs as a young player, made plays. Tell me what you see in that back end and, and how important it is for them to perform at a high level this season. Yeah, you said it perfectly. The depth is incredible. And like you said, you need that because you can see as the season goes on, it's a long season. You need these guys to step up. And Stavros did a fantastic job. And at one year under his belt, I mean, people have to understand he was a rookie last year. And for him to be able to catch up like that, be able to play the way he did, come in on second down packages at will, learn a new position, he, he's going to be good. He knows what he's doing already, and just another year under his belt is going to be great. What I'm interested to see is with Richard Leonard coming back, that allows Siante Evans to now go to the field corner spot. And if anybody remembers Siante Evans from before in Calgary, that's his spot. Mm-hmm. And he is fantastic at field corner, right? I mean, he came in at field half and did a great job. Great job. But now at field corner, he he reads that field better than most people I've seen play this game. So it'll be interesting to see that pan out, see how he does. And then finally, what I'm interested to see is with Alden Darby. Mm. Because I think he can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you're talking about a depth position. I know his his natural spot is maybe the Sam, but Cam did a great job there. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, whether it's packages, like you said, maybe ho- hopefully not, but maybe an injury down the road where they can put people, where they can start moving people around. But there's a lot of people on that back end that have played a lot of different positions, which is fantastic. Absolutely. As we know, the Ticats defense likes to be multiple. They might have three down linemen. They might have five. Speaking of the linemen, big Micah Johnson will have his first appearance in a Ticats uniform. Uh, I got to love it when the big man wears a single digit. That's just <laughs> yeah. that's just adds yep. a little a little spice on top of a little athleticism. I'm sure that him and Dylan Wynn up in the middle will be commanding a lot of attention. And speaking of linemen, we'll jump over to the other side. Um Offensive line was somewhere where they were tested. Their depth was required last year. They had almost every single person 
on the O-line play in 2021. Lots of young guys getting some action this year, anchored by Brandon Revenberg, the six-year perennial all-star, one of the best guards in the entire league. This guy doesn't even wear gloves. He's just one of those tough guys. Puts his fingers Looking in the like dirt. A and caveman out he's there. Just, he's just <laughs> built like he's born for this. But um, a ton of other guys who are going to get action. Excited to see the offensive line. Uh, Mike, let's let's move on from the lineups and let's talk about some matchups. Now, this is the preseason and just the nature of the beast. A lot of jerseys that we see tonight might be the last time that we see these jerseys. You know, they get two chances in the preseason to show their stuff, carve out a spot for themselves on this team. This is a job interview. So tell me what matchups you're looking at in this game. Yeah, I think first and foremost, you hit it with the O-line. Um, the Montreal D-line, they they have a pretty good D-line, right? They have Armando Sewell on that side. They have Nick Usher. Those guys are, are problems for a lot of O-lines to deal with. So it'll be interesting to see with, you know, the Fontana in there at center, how these calls are going, right? If they're on the same page at this point, they're going to be able to catch up. But Van Zyl being out, right, he's probably taking a backseat to this and, and just letting these guys learn as they go. And... It'll be interesting to see how they pull it together because you're absolutely right. Last year, it was every O-lineman had to play, right? And that's the nature of the beast. That's how it goes. And that is ultimately what preseason is about. It's about getting these guys that normally wouldn't be starting meaningful reps in a game so that when that happens, when guys go down, it's not their first time getting in there during you know a regular season game that means something or maybe a playoff game, right? Because... That could happen too. Like it's Stavros, exactly how we were talking about. So these are the reps that mean a lot for these backup guys, the second stringers. But that'll be interesting to see on the O-line with the Montreal's D-line. Yeah, you know what? That's a great point. And that kind of ties into the matchup that I'm watching closely. The wide receiver group, I think there's going to be a ton of competition. You've got a number of first-year CFL guys. Uh, Anthony Johnson, Donnell Williams, Derek Vickers, Emmanuel Butler. Emmanuel Butler is rocking the number 17. Those are some shoes. If you've been watching Cats games over the years, you know how much magic has happened in a 17 jersey. Shout out to Cats Audio Network's Luke Tasker. <laughs> um, exciting time for these guys to compete. Also, with the rookie in the CFL as a coach, Jason Phillips, the wide receivers coach, he's going to have his eye on these guys. I think him and Tommy will be putting in some things to bolster that offensive line with the help of the receivers. You know, receivers don't just make all the glory catching the ball. I think you can get the attention of a coach by great catches, running routes, hitting your landmarks, being where you're supposed to be. But the guys who make this roster, I believe in my heart, are going to be the receivers who do all three things, catch, run, and block, meaning they're not afraid to get in that box on the edge, chip a defensive end, bomber in on that slide protection and, and protect the quarterback's backside so that he can throw the ball deep the other direction. I think that's an X factor that really could help a young guy like one of these we listed here uh, earn a spot on this team, just getting dirty, not being afraid to get in there and block somebody. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, you look at 
how the receivers were working last year, and Tommy puts an emphasis on that. He says, we need to see you block because that's exactly what happens. If there's a blitz that somebody needs to pick up, you better be able to get in there and block because if Dane's getting hit, Ooh. Ooh, boy, he might not be there much longer. You know what I mean? Not too much good happens when the quarterback ends up with grass stains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that will be interesting. And another guy actually who happens to be out this game, but a guy like Lamar Durant, right? Big mm-hmm. body like that. That'll be interesting to see if that's the type of guy. And and these young guys that are in the first year players that you're talking about, that if they can pull that off, that's that's huge, right? Because you need a lot of those guys to be able to bomber in, do that, add, you know, into the run game on a five receiver set, all that kind of stuff, right? Shouldn't be all in the fullback on that situation. Absolutely. I'm sure there'll be a lot of competition as well in in the kicking game, always competition in the return game. It will be exciting. A lot of storylines to watch. For me, I know what my big key storyline that I'm paying attention to for the season is. And I think this game is the first chance for me to actually get a glimpse of that storyline. It's something we've been talking about a lot here today, but it's, it's testing the depth. I want to see if every single person with a black and gold jersey on is ready to bring it because you cannot win in the CFL without depth. We saw the Ticats play all three quarterbacks that they had on the starting roster last year. We saw the Ticats play more Canadians than they needed to because that's what the roster demanded. They had guys go down at field half. You got Tunde playing field half. And and then Stavros comes in, has a chance to rise to the occasion. You've seen Braylon go down and a ton of first-year receivers step up and become household names in Hamilton. I think the depth will be tested, and that is something that I'm excited to watch at every position group. I want to see the other people who I'm not as familiar with step up and sign their name off on their performance. That's going to be one of the storylines I'm watching. Where do you have your eyes on, Mike? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think what I'm interested to see is how a guy like Schiltz can come in. Because I'd imagine these first preseason games, uh, you know, a guy like Dane, bona fide starter, like you'd said, he's probably not going to play all that much. The receivers, I'd imagine, might stick around for a little bit. But to have Schiltz come in and be able to see the timing with him and those receivers, like a guy like Braylon, a guy like Poppy, right, a guy like Stephen Dunbar, I want to see if he's got that timing down to give them some reps together in a game. Because, like you said, every single year in the CFL, you're going to see a backup quarterback, it's it's just how it is. It's the nature of the beast. Somebody is going to have to step up. Somebody is going to have to provide relief for a couple of games, right? And to have Schiltz be able to get some reps with those first-team receivers, maybe even some of the new guys that will be making the team, that's absolutely key. Absolutely key to be able to make a long run and be able to finish top of the East kind of thing. Yeah, and at the end of the day, everybody gets paid. They're all pros. They all earn their spots here. And there's no reason why when when the light shines and you step into that spotlight, you can't make the biggest plays. Well, listen, Mike, this has been fun, man. I know we're just warming up. But as they like to say on the business side, preseason is a player's term, man. This is game day. I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to hear some pads clicking. I want to see what I've been missing all winter long. Is it June yet? Almost a couple days away. This is. Courtney Steven, I'm signing off for Mike Daly. If you're not in Hamilton, make sure you're tuning in 
to Ticast Audio Network for the audio exclusive. 6 p.m. Louis B and Andy Fantuz have your pregame show. 7 p.m. RJ and Luke got the call. Remember, if you want to listen to this game, listen.tiecats.ca or you can get it on the Ticats All Access app. Again, I'm Courtney Steven. His name is Mike Daly. This is Tiger Cats Game Day on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Thanks for listening. Thank you.